Hey everyone, welcome back to the Kate All Show. This is season one, episode seven. I am going to interview one of my students, Christine, about her experience in growing her client base to over 40 clients in just one year. So Christine, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell the listeners who you are and what you do. So I'm Christine. I am the owner of Pennovation Media. We are a Pinterest marketing agency. We focus mainly on working with bloggers. We do work with some product sellers, but we focus mainly on bloggers. We also work with a few influencers. We do everything from Pinterest coaching to Pinterest management to pin creation. We also do some ghostwriting, a little bit of SEO with blog writing on the side, uh, but only if it goes along with Pinterest marketing services. So our focus is Pinterest. We love Pinterest. We wanted to focus on that area. Um, I come from a background as a blogger and learned Pinterest that way. And so it just seemed like a natural fit as one of my favorite parts of blogging. Nice. And when did you first make the decision to leap into providing Pinterest marketing services? So I left my job. I was a full-time teacher. I left my job teaching at the end of the school year in 2019 to go full-time with my blog. Um, And at first it wasn't really making much money. So I had reached out to a few people I had gotten to know through the blogging world to see if they needed help with ghostwriting. And one of them accepted the offer. I was an English teacher, so it was a natural fit for me to be writing for people. And she eventually asked if I knew anyone who did Pinterest marketing or who would be able to help grow her Pinterest account. And I had had success with my own. So I said, well, if you want, I can try it out on yours, see if the same things that I've done on mine will work on yours. Um, And it worked out. Her account was growing and she really became our first client and started this whole (laughs) roller coaster that growing an agency has been. She grew us a lot through word of mouth. Um, She connected me with the person who was my first business coach who actually convinced me to go down this path because at first I was thinking I would just do Pinterest more as like a VA and then be able to focus on my own blog. And he was the one who convinced me that I would be better off to focus less on the blog and more on growing the Pinterest side of things that he felt like there was a big need for it um, and that he would be able to help me figure out how to grow. And that was when I started to focus in on that and stop focused on the blog, which worked out to be perfect because we all know that 2020 was definitely not the year for travel blogs. So it ended up being perfect timing. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not the year. So when you switched, um, you know, really thinking about providing services, you know, you come from an English teacher background and blogging, was that a hard switch for you to provide services, to, to really work with, um, the people instead of the product? A little bit, but not too bad because teaching is really very people focused as well. So focused on students, parents, other teachers, administrators, that sort of thing. So it was somewhat of a natural switch um, to be able to take that and apply it to the customer service side of having an agency and being able to speak with clients, being able to deal with emails, good and bad, um, being able to just have those communication skills that I had grown through teaching and through communicating with parents and students and other coworkers. I think that helped transition over versus going into more of like a sales side of things. It's easier, I think, to go into more of a service-based business. Yeah. For you, as you, you know, it's amazing to hear a story of growth in 2020. And especially as you're kind of seeing one industry kind of nosedive and then this other part that's growing, What do you think for you was the greatest thing that facilitated growth for you? Was it the referral piece? Was it a little bit of this feels like it's just the right fit for me? How would you describe that? um, What kind of fueled it? 
So I think the biggest part was definitely the word of mouth and referrals. We didn't really do any marketing. I have my own Instagram and my own blog um, that I had worked on growing in the travel space. And so I had posted some on my Instagram there and we did get some clients from there. Um, But I also did a live on Instagram towards the beginning of the pandemic with the girl who was our first client. And she and I just kind of talked about Pinterest, what it is, how she could help her audience grow, what are some tips to help them grow. And I ended up getting probably three or four clients just from that one live. And then it just kind of snowballed from there where it kept being more and more word of mouth. Um, um, the person who was my business coach also has an influencer agency. And so he was referring people over to us because we were handling his Pinterest and he was seeing growth and seeing results. So he was referring people to us. And so we didn't really have to do any marketing or any advertising or I started an Instagram page. I think it still has maybe four posts on it. So Mm -hmm. we just didn't have to end up going and it had some blog posts. I still have a long list of blog posts that I'd like to eventually write for the blog side of our website. But I ended up not having time to go down any of those paths because we grew so quickly that I had to shift focus to being able to grow a team and being able to meet our clients' needs and not so much on the part that I thought I was going to have to focus on, which was finding new clients. Hmm. Well, so that leads me to that piece of, was that the hardest part for you in that fast growth? Or were there other things that you just felt like were so overwhelming about scaling to that many clients so quickly? I think there were a lot of hard things that we came up against. So I think, I guess the one that kind of overarches all of it was just the lack of time. When we first started working with the coach, he was giving me due dates and saying like, okay, by this day, you need to have your website up. By this day, you need to have a name picked out, those kinds of things. And then all of a sudden, um, we had so many clients that there was no more time to think about, okay, we need to perfect this side of the website or we need to update this part of Um, our policies or procedures or come up with this process. We didn't really have time to do those things. Even things like hiring out a team, it was kind of like, we've got to find someone quick who can come in and already somewhat knows what they're doing. We don't have time to start from scratch with somebody. So I think a lot of it was just trying to learn quickly and learn on our feet and then having to realize that we were going to have to go back and make changes later, that we were going to make mistakes as we went and that we would have to go back and kind of almost reverse engineer growing the agency where we had the agency first and then had to go back and put in the policies, the procedures, uh, work on training a team and being able to uh, really nail down who our ideal client was and all of those little pieces. But I think it all came down to that hardest part of just not having the time that we thought we would have, even going through the uh, Pinterest agency pros with you you would give us homework. And sometimes it was like, I just don't have time to do this right now. So Mm -hmm. I had this long list of things that I knew I needed to go back and do, but I just didn't have time to do it right then. But I knew that I couldn't, I didn't want to try to stop the growth. And I didn't Mm -hmm. want to be ungrateful for the growth because I know there are other people who are really struggling with that aspect of it. And so I didn't want to say like, no, we can't take anything else on or Mm -hmm. do anything to stunt the growth while it was happening. I knew eventually it would slow down and things would be able to fall into place a little bit better. So it's kind of learning to just adjust on the move and figure out what's the most important thing that we need to do right now to be able to keep moving forward and then know that some things we're going to have to go back and fix, change, adjust later. But I almost think that it helped to have the experiences because then we knew, okay, this didn't work. We need to change it to this or this process has been working like this, but it could get better by doing this or things like that. So I think that it was a pro and a con to have that quick Mm. growth because Mm. we had the struggles and had to learn very quickly and make some mistakes along the way that we may not have had to 
deal with if we were growing a little bit more slower or we really had time to nail down those processes ahead of time and figure out exactly what we wanted our growth to look like, what we wanted our team to look like, all of those things. We didn't really have that chance, but it all worked out in the end. (laughs) Yeah, it's that tripping over your shoes kind of feeling like when I felt that before too, where you're, you're going so fast and it's like, I don't want to slow down, but I feel like I'm going to crash and burn, which another part, you know, that I, we haven't talked about yet is you have to have the manpower or woman power, whatever we're going to call it, people power to really help facilitate that growth. And one of the sticking points I hear from agency owners all the time is this hiring struggle and, you know, really replicating what you do and then passing that on to somebody. I'm assuming you hired somebody in this. Is that a couple people actually, right? Yes. We, I think during that first year, we also went to a team of four, including myself. Um, The first hire I actually made prior to everything taking off, um, I brought on my cousin right at the beginning. Coming from that teaching background, I did not have really any business knowledge. I had worked a couple of jobs like in retail um, and in offices back in college and right after I graduated. But once I went into teaching, I was fully in teaching for almost a decade. And so I just didn't have a lot of the business awareness of how companies run, how financials run in a company, any of that like business sense. And so my cousin had just been on maternity leave and had just moved back to Florida and was kind of figuring out what she wanted to do next now that she was back, when she wanted to go back to work, what she wanted that to look like as a new mom. And so I reached out to her and said, hey, look, I'm thinking about doing something a little bit crazy here. I'm thinking about starting my own business. Is there any chance that you would want to come on board and really help out almost in that like COO, CFO role where she's really doing all the finances, the bookkeeping, helping out figure out what goes on with taxes, had a lot of advice on hiring and firing and all those parts of running a business from her experiences in the corporate world. And so I made that hire right up front. So it really helped as that growth exploded, where she was able to take on some of the client management stuff that we didn't necessarily plan on her doing at first. We thought she would be able to do more of the business behind the scenes stuff, but she was able to step in and she was able to get trained a little bit more slowly and come into it a little bit more slowly because we had started prior to launch. Mm -hmm. And then once we launched, we brought on two people I knew from the blogging world who I knew already knew Pinterest, already knew Tailwind, and would just need to adjust to our strategies, but already had at least the basic knowledge of what was going on, how to use Pinterest. They didn't need like to start from zero. And so that really helped. But I will say that was another one of the hardest parts for me was to be able to turn over control. Again, mm-hmm. coming from that teaching background in the classroom, you have full control of what's going on. You decide what you're teaching, you're deciding um, what's happening each day, you're in control of what's happening with the students and making sure that you're keeping them under control. And so then to be able to hand off clients and say, like, I have to fully trust someone with this client's account, that was a hard shift for me to make as a business owner. And so that was one of those things that we came up against a lot faster than we thought we would with the fast growth. Hmm. Yeah, that I think that, um, you know, like that hiring piece and getting people in there and getting them working, it it does feel so you kind of just cross your fingers and hope everybody lands in the right place. You're like, I hope they get it. Like, I know that they come with some experience, but I really hope they represent me well, because you don't want them to make a mistake. You don't want them to do any of those things. How have you worked through those, that fear piece of letting go of control and just when they make mistakes, you know, just kind of walking them through it. 
I will say that you have been a big part of that. Um, just being able to come to you and ask for advice through the Facebook group, through the live calls, things like that, where I can say, hey, here's why I'm struggling and being able to get that advice of here's what you need to do to make sure that you're training them to where you feel comfortable. Here's how to slowly hand things off to them and check in with them to make sure that they're comfortable and I'm comfortable. Um, but then also my cousin kind of had had to put me in my place a few mm-hmm. times. But she said, like, look, you have to get some of this stuff on, off of your plate in order for mm-hmm. us to continue to grow. And so I think the combination of those two things have definitely helped me learn that I have to hand things off and that I have to ask for help sometimes and that I have to be willing to turn things over for us to be able to get where we want to go as a business. Yeah. And I find too, you know, one of the things, the longer I've been doing this, I realize like that's just a natural evolution of growing as a CEO in business and it doesn't happen overnight. And I see a lot of training about how to get out quickly of the day to day. And I just think there's so many there's emotions and there's fears and there is training and structure and feedback and kind of, it's such a slower process than I think we envision it will be. But I love her advice to you. Like if we're going to grow, you have to get out of the day to day because your brain was the visionary behind the business. Your brain had all of these ideas and where you wanted to go. So as you've evolved into that agency owner do you like this new position of not having the day-to-day or is it taking you a little while to acclimate to that? It's definitely taken me a little while and I still am involved in some of the day-to-day. I still have some of the clients that I manage just because I like to still be involved and I feel like I still have the capacity to take on that part of the business a little bit. Um, And I also feel like it just keeps me involved in understanding what's going on with Pinterest. I know at some point that may have to change, but for now it's what's working for us. Um, but I think that it's definitely been a shift to have to a shift in my own mindset of having to switch off and then step more into that manager role of overseeing all the accounts, but from like a step back where I'm just kind of reviewing what's going on with the accounts versus being in there every single day, pinning every single day, looking at analytics and being really that, that person for every single account. And that wasn't going to be something that was feasible for growth because, there's only 24 hours in a day. And I left teaching because I didn't have any time to myself, with my husband, with my family, anything like that. And so I didn't want to go back to that. So the only way to get more hours in a day is to have those team members be able to take on some of the work. And then for me to be able to focus on growth and client outreach and um, just some of the other aspects of the business and figuring out where we want to go next year, where do we want our growth to look like, um, what are what are our goals as a business? And so in order to do that, I have to be able to clear out some time in my day. And so I think realizing that was what really helped give me the kick that I needed to mm. force myself out of some of the day to day. But being able to keep a little bit of it, I feel like helps me because I still am in that comfort zone a little bit. Um, and I'm still able to see what's going on with Pinterest and understand the changes firsthand versus being the one who's just being told about the changes. And so for me, that's, I guess, a nice little somewhere in the middle for me for right now. Hmm. So out of these things, the growth, the hiring, um, getting yourself into a new position, what would you say, or if you had to describe, I guess, one of your biggest aha moments in growing this agency over the last, you know, 18 months, what would you say it would be? So there's two that come to mind right away. One would be just the initial cost of doing business and realizing Mm -hmm. 
how to price ourselves um, and what all we needed to factor in, things like taxes, things like business expenses, um, things like hiring a team. Those things are things that I wasn't really factoring in at first. It was just kind of like, okay, this much per hour and then go from there, which when it was just me as a VA, that was totally fine and that worked. But after I started really looking at what all it was going to cost to have our website, to have some of the tools that we needed to use for our business, to have um, team members being able to come on and work with us, to be able to pay for some of the financial stuff, the bookkeeping time and all that, there was going to be a higher cost of doing business than if it was just me doing it part-time VA type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing that I've definitely learned over the last couple of years of doing this is that not everyone is going to be a good fit. And Mm -hmm. so having to learn to say no or to learn to refer someone to someone who's going to be a better fit. um, Obviously, we always want to do the best job for anyone who we do work with. And so that sometimes requires me being honest with them and just letting them know your business isn't necessarily a great fit for Pinterest or it's not a great fit for us. Or I know someone who is better off in that niche and would be able to help you a lot more. Um, but being able to be honest with myself and with the potential client about if they are a good fit for us, if we are a good fit for them versus just trying to take on more and more so that I can have more clients, even though they're not all a good fit. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. There's the, the, the good fit client will make all the difference in your growth for sure. And you learn a lot from the not a perfect fit, but it's not a very fun lesson that you want to learn. Um, so you took my Pinterest agency pro program and you're part of Pinterest agency masters. What would you say has been your biggest takeaway, I guess, from taking that program, which for those who don't know, this is really the first program that I ever developed with the framework that I used to build my agency. And so I've broken it down into a 12 week coaching program where you go through those, those pillars And Christine, like you mentioned, there was a a lot of homework in there that you had to go back to. But what would you say is your biggest takeaway from that? I think, again, two things that come to mind right away. One of them would be helping with that pricing. So you broke it down in one of the first lessons that we went through as a group about how to think about, kind of think backwards in terms of, okay, start with the taxes, the expenses, the price of hiring a team, all of those things and factor those in and then consider what do you want to have left over at the end of that and help that put all that together to help come up with what your prices are going to look like. And so I think that was the first time I remember really sitting down and my cousin and I got on a call and went through afterwards and kind of looked at, okay, what are the real cost of running our business? What are the real cost of taxes for us being a business. We're based in Florida. So we had to look at what what taxes would we need to pay. Um, so sitting down and doing that, but then also just in general, the processes before signing into the program, we didn't really have a process, a set process in terms of onboarding. It was kind of like someone would reach out. We just kind of talk a little bit and then we'd say, yeah, we'll take you on um, whether they were a good fit or not. And so coming up with an onboarding process as well as a process for um going from that potential client to an actual client who signed on, what do we want that process to look like? How much time should it take? Coming up with a contract, what all needed to be in that contract. We already had a basic contract, but there were things we learned that we needed to add to the contract. Um, But then also offboarding, if you have a client who you realize isn't a fit or a client who needs to take a pause or needs to take a break or things like that, learning what should our process be for offboarding someone Um, as well as just processes for hiring, processes for training someone who is a new hire, 
all of those things that we didn't have and we didn't really have time to do at the time. I had a list of all those things that I knew I needed to go back to and really sit down and take the time to come up with what did our, our manual want to need to look like for our employees? What did, um, what was our perfect fit, not a fit client profile. So getting all of that information and then being able to go back and really sit down and take the time to dig into it. We have streamlined our processes significantly (laughs) thanks Mm. to having that teaching from you. Mm. That's so good to hear because the processes are really, for me, what I started with in the beginning because I had been in your shoes too, grown super fast. And I was like, oh man, if I don't do this now and all that's in there is a lot of the mistakes turned into really good learning lessons. So I'm glad that I can pass that on. Um, So if someone is thinking about joining Agency Pro, what would be the one reason you would tell them to join? Would it be processes or would it be something else? So with that background as a teacher, I believe strongly in the power of education and in investing in yourself when it comes to education. So I think that you have to really think about For me, yes, I would have still grown thanks to the word of mouth. However, we probably would have lost a lot of clients because we wouldn't have had processes in place. We wouldn't have had team members in place. We wouldn't have had all these things ready to help with the growth or been able to figure them out as we were going. It would have taken a lot longer to figure out all of that. It would have been a lot more difficult, a lot more Googling and Mm. trying to figure out from anywhere we could what to do. And so to have someone, I had my business coach who had started businesses before, but didn't really have the Pinterest side of it. And so when I had talked to him about joining it, he was like, 100%, like you should do this because, I mean, this is an investment with someone who's been there and been in that industry and understands what all you're going through. And I've never regretted it Hmm. for a single second. It was worth every cent and more because the time that it would have taken us to figure out all of this on our own, we were able to get condensed that down to a much shorter time period. And so even though I didn't have a lot of time, I was able to set aside an hour or two each week to really just sit down and try to focus on one thing at a time to be able to get those processes in place, to be able to figure out what our goals were, where did we want to go? And then one of my favorite things now after going through the program is the ability to refer back to things as we grow and as things change within our, within our company, but Mm -hmm. also just the camaraderie with not only you, but with the other people in the group where when things change on Pinterest, we have somewhere we can go to say, hey, is anyone else seeing this? Or how are you handling this? Um, Pinterest has obviously changed a lot in the last year. And so having people to bounce off, what are you, how are you changing your packages? How are you dealing with this with your clients? Um, But then also just those regular calls with you to be able to dig into your wisdom and figure out um, from you, someone who's actually been there and who is a leader in the field and say, hey, I need some help with this and being able to get that honest feedback and know Mm -hmm. that we're going to have someone somewhere safe to go to ask our questions without having to struggle through it on our own. I think that's been the biggest thing for me present even long after finishing the program itself. Yeah. And that's been, that's been actually a joy for me too, as well. Um, And for those listening, we do agency pro, which is 12 weeks. And then we go into agency masters, which is our membership. And that's where we have a coaching call. And then we have this Facebook group and this community where we do really troubleshoot some things because like you said, Pinterest is changing. The type of clients that are coming to want to use Pinterest is changing. And as you know, the landscape of the online world changes, you have a lot of people asking if Pinterest is the place they should be. And so the qualifications that you have to 
ask these clients of if they're in the right place and and just really figuring out how Pinterest marketing is changing, but how it is, how that affects an agency, how that affects your team, how that affects all of these things. So I too have enjoyed that follow-up too with the masters just to, you're not alone, right? Like it's this great community of people. Exactly. Well, Christine, I just love that you shared your story and your experience. And I know people are going to be wanting to check things out and kind of see what you're doing, of course, because they'll be curious. So where can people go to connect with you? So we do have a website. Again, we haven't spent much time on our website or our social media channels, but we do have a website. It is penovationmedia.com. And then we have the same handle on Instagram, Penovation Media. Again, we haven't really spent much time focusing on those. Hopefully next year we'll be able to, in 2022, we'll be able to really put some more time and focus on that now that we've really built out a team and have some of those goals and processes in place for the coming year. Um, but you can also shoot me an email or a message through either of those um, anytime. My email is just christine at penovationmedia.com. And I check my email a little more often than I check my social media. Got it. Yes. It's easy to check email. Um, yes. And if you want those links to go to kateall.com slash seven, and we will have um, a few show notes there for you. And then links to what Christine was talking about, and then more information about Pinterest Agency Pro, how you can join. Thanks so much, Christine, for joining me on the Kate All Show. It was such a delight to have you here. Thank you so much for having me and definitely take the time to check out Pinterest Agency Pros. Ah, thank you so much. 